Welcome to the Finishing School Podcast, a discussion with and for women about identity, transitions through life stages, how to figure out who you want to be when you grow up, and all the things we didn't learn about in school. In short, it's a sometimes spiritual, sometimes silly look at how to be a grown woman. Whether you're becoming a mom for the first time or about to be an empty nester, Modern womanhood and motherhood is complex, and the questions and conflicts we face with shifting roles and desires are many. Don't have your midlife crisis alone. Join me. I'm your host, Jessica Euler, and I'm stewarding this conversation on the brink of asking many of these questions in my own life. As my kids get older, my role as a mother changes, and as I have more time to reflect on who I am in the world, I'm surrounded by friends in the same boat. And I know if we're talking about these issues, odds are you are too. Hello, everyone. Hi, it's Jessica. I wanted to take a minute and kind of start by introducing myself tell a little about my story and this podcast and my journey to where I am now. So this is kind of the background to everything that is to come, but I'm sure it will evolve over time. I have no doubt that as these conversations go on, as I get to hear and share more women's stories, um, different themes will come out and I'll pursue different threads. But For now, let me tell you what my intention is. Um, First of all, I am (laughs) I'm playing with my microphone to try to get it to stand up straight, and that's not happening for some reason. But okay, I'll figure out all this tech stuff eventually. Well, if you don't know me, I am a mother of four. I have an 18-year-old daughter a 16-year-old son, a 14-year-old son, and a 7-year-old son. Um, Yeah, so that's what I have been doing with my life for the last 18 years, more or less. Um, I would say more on the more side (laughs) rather than the less side. Um, I have been focusing on raising our kids and making our home um, about Seven, eight years ago, I started a part-time business as a photographer, and I'm sure that story will come out a little bit um, over time, but that's been pretty part-time. And two years ago, my youngest started kindergarten full day. So for the first time in, well, for the first time in a really long time, he was in school. All my kids were in school. And I found myself in this new place, in this new kind of just unfamiliar place where my time was not as focused on taking care of kids, um, but I still had lots to do as far as making our home and managing our family. Um, And it, it just brought up a lot of questions, and I noticed that 
pretty much with like all of my close friends who were in the same boat, we were all kind of in this place of like just this real uncharted territory and kind of it brought up a lot of questions um, about what was next, who I am now, um, what, what do I want to do with my time, where do I invest my time, um, do I just go get a job, if so, what kind of job, and why, and how do you find meaningful work after you've been doing some of the most meaningful work of your life, but you still need flexibility and you don't want to be a barista. No offense to baristas. I love baristas very much. But um, my point is just we found ourselves in these places of this kind of limbo. Um, And so I realized, like, if I am having these conversations with all of my close friends in this same position, this transition from being basically a full-time mom to whatever this new season is, we don't even really have a name for it, right? Because we're not empty nesters, but we're something. We're like in the middle of our life and making some type of huge change or transition. Um, So I just realized like, I really want to have conversations about this season and this transition. Because if I'm talking about these things with my friends, I know that there are so many women all over the world potentially, who are having these same conversations and asking a lot of these same questions and and probably feeling really alone in it because that was one thing that I realized is how lonely it felt to go from kind of having your connections when you're home with young kids. It can be very isolating um, and very difficult and very lonely, but there's also, I think... I think for a lot of us, it having young kids kind of affords you the connections through through your kids to other moms. You know, whether it's at play dates or preschool or um, you know library or you know, there's just so many different community outlets and ways to connect when you have young kids. And then once they're in school, what do you do? Like, I mean, I guess you could be a part of the PTA or something, but anyway, that's not. That's not for me. Um, (laughs) I've got plenty to do, but it's harder to connect because you don't have those built-in rhythms as a part of your day. So I want this podcast to be a safe place for those conversations around motherhood and identity and what's next, and to be a place where basically I want to have these conversations with women Um, to share their stories of transition through different seasons of motherhood. And as we explore that question, who am I now and what's next? Um, And that certainly applies to like even becoming a mom for the first time. That is a huge identity shift and brings up a lot of questions. And I would love to share some of my journey in that as well. But I think that right now I'm in this season this different season where it's like looking forward toward a different phase of life's work and what that might mean, what it could look like, all the questions around that, how we value uh, work, how much weight we give to a paycheck or a title, all of those things come into it. 
So that's just a little bit by way of background. Um, I'm hoping to have some fabulous conversations with lots of different women with different backgrounds and different stories. I would love to hear your feedback, dear listener, even if there's only five of you. (laughs) Hi, friends. Um, I hope that this podcast resonates with women in the same phase of life. And please, please um, don't hesitate to shoot me some feedback. Tell me what resonates, what doesn't. Um, tell me what you want to talk about if you're in a similar season or maybe a really different season and what your experience of motherhood and identity and asking some of these questions has been. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and get feedback and help use that to shape the conversation. I'm going to read something that I wrote the first year that my youngest was in school full-time. And this, I think, will give you a sense of the story and the thread. For 16 years, I have been following the rhythms of my children. My days have more or less revolved around nursing, nap times, meal times, bedtimes. My body has been tuned to the ebb and flow of my baby's needs. Who needs a snack? Whose diaper needs changing? Is it almost time to nurse again? Is it close to nap time? My body has developed its own internal clock, marking bedtime, bath time, rest, and screen time. For years, a watch felt almost superfluous, at best, artificial. I love how I've adapted to their needs, to the shape of our family, yet I'm so ready for this transition, scary and unknown as it may be. Now I find myself in a brand new season. For the first time in six years, all of my children are in school all day. I did have my older three children in school once, before there was a fourth. I can't remember most of what I did that year, except engage in an internal debate about whether or not to have another baby. I'm once again unmoored in all the good and hard ways. Oh, there are the usual constraints, to be sure. Alarm clocks, mine and theirs, breakfasts and lunches to be made, buses to catch, and then later, homework, permission slips, swim practice, baseball games, orchestra, bedtimes, dinner. To be fair, six and a half hours a day while managing a household of six, running a business, and trying to take care of oneself does not leave an abundance of free time. But I am nevertheless feeling more freedom with my days and time, and with that, more questions. I've decided to call this my gap year. As many a post-high school student takes a year to pause, to explore, to travel, reflect, and search, so will I. The swirling thoughts and ideas, the creative energies and intellectual curiosities, the delights of the body, the knowing of myself and my relationships, who and what I want to pour into, these will be the focus of my year. As I try to find the life that fits me now, the life that, to some extent, I get to create, I realize the privilege of this. I don't have to rush out and get a job, any job. I do have income from my small business, which I've steadily grown over the last five years, but we don't depend on that income to feed and clothe us. It is, indeed, a position of privilege. And it's also a choice we've always made, living on one income, and it hasn't always been easy, 
For many years, it was utter sacrifice, but it is what we have chosen and what we have known. And so I think I have the luxury of not rushing headlong into productivity as the world sees it, value measured with a steady paycheck or job title. Instead, I'm doing inner work. Mothering itself has been my work and has done its work on me. What more important work can there be than raising humans, expanding the literal and figurative universe in this way? C.S. Lewis says, Homemaking is surely, in reality, the most important work in the world. What do ships, railways, mines, cars, government, etc. exist for except that people may be fed, warmed, and safe in their own homes? The homemaker's job is one for which all others exist. I am by no means done with mothering. The teenage years are in many ways, surprisingly, more emotionally and spiritually demanding than the little years. Reflecting on my own adolescence reminds me how much teenagers need their parents, but in very different ways. And let's not forget, there's still plenty of parenting to be done with our youngest, who's only seven. As much as my time feels opened up, there is still meal planning to be done, meals to be made, a house to maintain, and schedules for six to juggle. Six hours does not a life of leisure make. There is home to be made yet. Perhaps even more important than those years in the weeds with young kids at home is the home we cultivate as they mature into who they are becoming, the memories we offer them as they get ready to leave. When we dove headlong into marriage and parenting, so much of our energy was focused on surviving those years, working hard just to live, pay bills, and make it through another day. They weren't bad years, but they were hard. My husband was in the army, and we were establishing our family in the midst of crazy schedules, a year-long deployment after our third baby was born in three and a half years. My journals from that time are full of questioning who I was in the mix of playdates and preschool, diapers, and nursing on demand. I felt like I couldn't finish a complete thought in my head, much less finish a conversation with an adult when I did get to be around one. My sense of identity was upended with the birth of our first baby. As much as I'd long to be a mother someday, it happened sooner than we expected, and the external feedback and stimulation I was used to getting in the world through first school and then the workplace was suddenly cut off. Who was I in this new, unseen, hidden role? I could barely manage to shower and feed myself and the baby, much less pursue any creative or intellectual endeavors. I felt like I didn't know how to be a person anymore, or at least how to be the person I was before. Eventually, over time, I found a groove, and with the birth of our second and then third child, slowly learned to surrender to the new rhythms of life young childhood brought into our home. It wasn't easy. Sometimes it was awful. The lessons from these years, the growth, are amazing. The overarching lesson for me was learning to see the beauty in the mundane, not waiting for everything to be perfect, to be content, but rather trying to be present in each moment and receive whatever it offered with gratitude. The discipline of looking for the beauty in a pile of laundry or the way the light hit the dirty dishes became a liturgy for me, a spiritual practice to hold on to. 
This was a huge catalyst in my photography journey and still a main theme in my work and approach to my subjects. Indeed, this is what led me down a contemplative path spiritually, the recognition that God is exactly where we are. While scrubbing toilets or changing diapers, He is present to us. In the middle of the night nursing a baby back to sleep, He is present to us. In this moment, and the next, and the next, the miracle that God is with us, sustaining us with His presence. In those early years, I often feared losing myself and wasting opportunities. We were negotiating the roles parenting brought into our still fairly new marriage, how to share the workload of home and career with grace and gratitude. It was clumsy, to say the least. I graduated from college with the to- at the top of my class with professor- professors cheering me on as a poet obviously on her way to graduate school. When that wasn't my path, I questioned whether I was fulfilling my potential. It felt, at the time, like there was no category for me, an educated woman who was choosing to stay home and make Play-Doh from scratch instead of pursuing higher education and validating my worth with a paycheck. The past few years as my children have gotten older has afforded me more than a minute's worth of time to reflect. I've identified the things that I want to include in my life finally. Rest, reading, exercise, eating well, time together, spiritual practices, margin. And yet, it's too easy to start revving up and getting ahead of myself, thinking about all the possibilities, ways I could grow my business, new businesses I could start, new projects I could take on, to always come back to this question. Why? What do I want the shape of my life to be? A crazy scribble of chaos? A smooth circle of peace where I am safe, protected, contained? A wave? A labyrinth? The touchstone question is, why? How will what I am thinking of doing change my life? How will doing that thing make me feel? How will it serve the world? Will it allow us more freedom because of money? Will it allow us more time together, more enjoyment? How then shall I live? Okay, I hope that was a helpful groundwork to lay for our conversations moving forward. I really hope that you join me on this journey. I would love to have you part of these conversations and sharing them. If this is something that you feel drawn to, I would love for you to share this podcast, tell people about it, um, do all the things because one, I'm lazy. Just kidding. I'm not lazy, but I need help. (laughs) I need your help, listener. And two, I don't have a marketing team. It's just little old me with a microphone and a laptop and... I really want this to be something that helps and serves women and helps them to realize that they're not alone in whatever position they find themselves in, whatever season they're in in motherhood, but especially this awkward um, transition. I want women to know that there are so many of us going through this, and the more we can talk about it and how challenging it is, the more 
the the better off we're all going to be and the more um, solidarity we'll have. So please, please share. And I look forward to continuing with this. Bye for now. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and know a friend who would love it, please, please, please pass it on. Word of mouth is how we can grow this community. Thanks again. Thanks again.